My name is Richard Veers. I'm 16 years old and I'm an amateur football player. I'm doing a football course called the OCN. There's two coaches on the OCN, Andy and Danny. One's a good cop, one's a bad cop, and they both teach us who to look up to and who to talk to at different times in a game. I've been participating in football since I was under sevens, um, and I used to watch my brother and other my, my brother's friends play in front of me, and that's where I learnt most of my football, and it got me really motivated into playing. The reason why I got into football was, as I was younger, I've always been told that I'm good in a group of people, and I'm a communicator, and I talk and express my ideas. I did get into running at one time, but I was on my own, and I had no one to talk to, and when I was doing performances, I could only motivate myself. Whereas when I play, I like to motivate other people, which motivates me as well. I do give up quite a bit of time for it, when I was in year nine, I used to really throw time and time and time at it. And in, when you go semi-pro and stuff, the training sessions are more, but it's less, less intensity at certain areas. During a week, um, I play inside college and outside college. Mondays, I rest. Tuesday, we have a training session. Wednesday, we have a match, which is 90 minutes. Thursday, we don't have training. We've got, I've got a rest. And in Friday, we have another session, which can be on anything. Saturday, rest, recuperate, and then Sunday, I've got a match. Sometimes it can be a bit time-consuming, and I might not be able to go out and socialise with my friends. It doesn't cost a lot of money to play. Like for a kit, it costs £80 or something, and that's £80 to last you two years. So it's not as expensive, but when you look at it on a, from someone without money then it can be quite a bit of a problem. So for me, it's not much for cost. I think it's a reasonable amount. What, what do I find more important, uh, training or matches? Well, I think I prefer training because I learn everything from training and put it into the game. So if I'm training well and I know I'm training, I'm doing everything right, I've got the right touch, the right shooting and stuff like that, then when I go into a match, I feel really confident and I'm putting from what I've learned in training like little 3v3s and stuff into the match so I, I couldn't play once a week that's it don't, I don't get nothing out of it I've got a lot of things out of football uh, I've won lots of trophies people have told me that I've done really well I'll try and do my best and when I win a game and I play well it motivates me inside for the next training session and the next game to do better than that when some people say to me in a team when I do a good pass or something and they say, yeah, well done, and well done, then it really spurs me on to do better in the next thing, and it gets me going and buzzing. So I, I really think that I've got quite a few rewards out of football. Also, I've found that uh, playing and training is good for you. Of course, too much can be quite bad for you because your, your bones and that, but I'm keeping fit, and a lot of people in the country are overweight, so I think I'm fit. I've never thought about how long I'm going to play football for. When I've lost love for the sport, and then if I do, I'll probably go into coaching or watching football. Because most footballers, they don't even last. They, they last till they're 35 or something. So I wish to go on longer, but who knows? Think about it now. Think about the delivery. Think about missing out the defender.
A football coach takes on many different roles. My coach role for me is he looks after me and makes sure I'm fit and I don't play when I'm unfit. So if I do play and I do get injured, our coaches, they do a, a role where they call it rehab, recuperating. So you gently do walking, then running, then sprinting, then movement. Also, the coaches tell us what they want from their side. So they tell us before every game which role they want us to do. The most important thing is progressing the player. So if we do, if they know we're a good player, they don't just sit back and say, yeah, he's a good player. They try and improve all different aspects of your game. The most important thing in order to be a good coach for me is good communication. If you're a coach that's very quiet and just doesn't talk, then how the player is going to get your views? And also, uh, he must sit back sometimes, not always get involved with training and be a friend. He's got to tell them that he is a coach, not a player. So just set a drill, sit back and watch them play and then analyse different players, see what's going on, instead of kicking about. Because if he's actually in the game, he can't see what is going on outside looking down on the pitch. I think that a coach is someone that is involved every day, but a manager takes advice from a coach and puts all the players with all the different aspects into the game. So the manager controls the team and the coach controls each player. For a good football team, there's many different things that you need in like leadership skills. You've got captains like John Terry, who's very outgoing. He's a very extrovert guy. He gets on with everyone. But also, in like for the Chelsea side, you've got quiet players like Ashley Cole, who lead by example, so having a good performance and showing that I don't need to be loud, but I can be quiet and get on with my game. And so all the youth players and all the different sides, they can get motivated by all these different type of leaders. Psychology in sport is quite important. This is because it's all in your head. If you're having a bad day, then when you go to play, that's going to be on your mind. So it's good to have a good sports psychologist in the side or, or just let's sit down and talk about what you want to do and get things out of your head because there's nothing worse than playing with something nibbling at your head because that's going to over control what you want to do in a match because it's going to be in your way. For a match I'm quite quiet and I, I sort of sit down and keep myself to myself. Some people in the site they, they shout about and motivate people but I sit in a corner and I get my stuff on and just think about through the game what I need to do and what I've been told by my manager and coach to do. I just get on with my game and let everyone watch me from that instead of standing about screaming. It's important for a footballer to regulate their diet. It actually, it depends on different levels. At a low level, you can go before a game and have McDonald's. No, no one will know about it. But our coaches and managers tell us not to do it. Whereas at the highest level, like Arsenal, Man United, or even Division 2, they have a special diet a week before they play. And like Arsenal, they can't have no sugars until the actual game. So at the highest level, if they turned up and had McDonald's, it would show in their performance because of the intensity of the game. It's not just food, it's what they drink. If they drink alcohol a couple of days before a game, it's going to build up lactic acid in the body and stuff. So 
it's good to hydrate with water. I, f- I think it is to drink Lucozade after performance, not before performance, because it can make you sick because it's just in your stomach. So I think that um, all footballers should look at their diet if you want to improve. If you're just on a Sunday kickabout, then you can do what you want because you're having a laugh. But if you want to take football seriously, you've got to take in nutrition into your game. As an amateur footballer, we don't really get told what to eat while we're training. But before matches, they tell us to have pastas, anything, carbohydrates, anything. But they don't go into much detail about training because we are amateurs. Uh, We have been told about the times which we should eat. Uh, We should eat two hours minimum before performance because if you eat an hour before performance, it's still in your belly, it hasn't digested. What you eat doesn't get used sufficiently in the match, so you can end up being sick. My fluid intake is really, really important because I can sweat sitting in a room, so I've been to a doctor about it, and they said that the salts that are being released are more than what I'm taking in. So I've been told to drink enough water to compensate for the salt coming out. And uh, when I do not drink and I do sweat, I can get really severe cramps. So people don't force me like pros do. They don't force me into drinking, but in my head I've got to keep drinking or my performance is not going to be at a maximum. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.